So this month, we have been learning and reflecting on the new thing. The new thing that God is doing in and through Imago Church in 2022. And really, the theme verse for this series of teaching and with the part of our theme for 2022 um, really comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 18 to 19. And we can put the verse up there. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. This is one of my personal theme verses for 22 and for our church as well. And perhaps it can be one for you in your own journey with the Lord in this year. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19 reminds us of this. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Last week's message focused on God's calling for us to be born again, to experience continued conversion through spiritual maturity in this new life in Christ. And the key takeaway from last week was this, that sometimes for Jesus to do a new thing in us, it will require letting go. It will require letting go of an old idea or an old way in us. Sometimes for Jesus to do a new thing in us, it will require letting go of an old idea or an old way in us. And today we're looking at this other passage in Acts chapter 8 about this divine appointment. We're going to be learning about what those are in our lives with the Lord. Divine appointments That's when we pay attention and we see God at work in unexpected ways. God with us here and now. When we open our eyes to what God is up to. I came to learn many years ago in my own discipleship and my own journey with the Lord that whether I think it's fair or not, or I signed up for it or not, the truth is this that the way I live shapes the image and the idea that other people have about God. Of course, that goes for me as a pastor, but it goes for all of us as disciples. The way that we live shapes the image and idea that other people have about God. La forma en que vivimos uh, da forma a la imagen y la idea que la gente tiene de Dios. And similarly here in this passage, the way that Philip lived and spoke and shaped and and was was present all that shaped the image and the idea that the ethiopian man had about god so this is especially true for all of us but especially for parents or parent figures or mentors or whatever god has placed in your life the way that we live shapes the idea that our children have of who god is whether we have young children or adult children. I learned this many years ago, um, some of you know, but the first 10 years of my ministry were in youth ministry, and I learned this time and time again. And then for a while, I worked in education. So I worked in elementary, middle, and high schools in, in different uh, school systems. And now especially in raising, two ch- raising children of my own, 
soon to be three, thanks be to God, um, I've come to learn that kids will not always listen to what we say. Unless maybe you are, you're like the super parent and your kids listen to everything you say, right? Teach me the trick. Kids will not always listen to what we say, but they will always observe everything we do. Kids will not always listen to what we say, but they will observe everything that we do. And the same thing goes for those of us who follow Jesus. Those of us who call ourselves Christians in the way that we show up in the world, in our work, in our context, all of that is part of our witness, whether we think, again, it's fair or not, or we signed up for it or not. The fact is that the way we live shapes the way that our world and our neighbors think about God. So when we see this passage, and as we're moving forward in this new year of growing into spiritual maturity and um, spiritual health and spiritual maturity, we're really learning to develop something that I like to call a divine radar. Some of you know what a radar is, right? It's a detector. Uh, you've seen some people at the beach looking for gold sometimes, and they have a radar there trying to find something. Or, or airplanes or, or technology as radars. We're learning together in 2022 to develop a divine radar for divine appointments. A mentor once told me this, and I'm never going to forget it. And he, he was a very unlikely person to tell me this, but he said this, do not worry about the past or fear about the future. God is hanging out here and now. And there may be a divine appointment waiting for you. So friend, brother, sister, do not just worry about the past or fear about the future. God's hanging out here and now. And there may be a divine appointment waiting for you. Just like there was for Philip in this encounter with the Ethiopian man. You know, on the cross, so many amazing things happened on the cross of Jesus. But one of the most amazing things that happened that sometimes we just overlook or we don't think about too much is that when Jesus died, the veil was torn. There was a veil in a temple that was torn that was the entrance to a place called the Holy of the Holies. And now that meant that anyone can now, and we now have access, as we talked about earlier, access into the holy divine presence of God. But the veil being torn during the death of Jesus on the cross also means that the holy divine will no longer be contained. But we can have divine appointments anywhere and with anything. God is with us if we open our eyes to it. We can have divine appointments in cathedrals or in beautiful sanctuaries like this one that God has entrusted us with, but we can even experience a divine appointment, not only in the cathedral, but also in a jail cell. You can experience a divine appointment in your seasons of joy, and in your seasons of grief, God shows up. 
And if we show up to those moments, to here and now, God will be found. Even in the messiest, even in the darkest, even in the most awkward situations that we can find ourselves in. God is with us. I think of this song by one of my favorite uh, artists. Some of you know this about me. But, um, and I've shared some of his lyrics before, but by the late, great Johnny Cash, who wrote a, a song once called The Drunkard's Prayer, or The Drunkard's Plea. And he says this, and I, I love it, because it reminds me of that, of God can be found anywhere. And this is what it says in that song. It says, Lord, have mercy on me, was the kneeling drunkard's plea. And as he knelt down there on the ground, I know that in heaven, God looked down. Friends, brothers, sisters, show up to the present moment and show up to your divine appointment that is waiting for you. Que seamos presentes y vamos a atender nuestra cita divina. You know, one of my favorite passages that really describes what a divine appointment is, is actually all the way back in the book of Genesis. In chapter 26, verse 16, it says this, and we can put the verse up, uh, Genesis 26, 16, it says, When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not even aware of it. Surely, some translations say, surely the Lord is in this place, and I didn't even know it. That's the definition of a divine appointment. When we open our eyes, when we show up to here and now where God is hanging out, and we see what God is up to even when we didn't know it even when we weren't aware of it. So my prayer and my suggestion to all of us this morning is this. Begin with asking. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom, to give you humility, to give you love on how to show up for a divine appointment. That's what Philip did here in this passage. Philip asked the Holy Spirit to guide him on how to best show up to this conversation that he didn't even know what it would be about, but God gave him the words. It says in chapter 8, verse 29, it says this, that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Verse 30, then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading, Philip asked. So what do we see here? Philip has shown up to this divine appointment by following the leading of the Holy Spirit. So that's my prayer for all of us here this morning. May we follow the leading of God's Spirit in conjunction with the Word of God. Both were happening at the exact same time. Philip followed God's Spirit, but it was in conjunction around the Word of God. 
That's actually what's centered. That was the centerpiece of the divine appointment between the Apostle Philip and the Ethiopian man. They were centered around the Word of God. So what do we mean by that, right? It's not just one or the other. It's not just saying, well, I'm following God's Spirit to this. No, it needs to be in conjunction with the Word of God because the Word of God will never contradict the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God will never contradict the Word of God. So it was all centered together in this divine appointment. What do I mean by that too? We can't just throw that out and say, oh, well, the Spirit led me to do this or the Spirit led me to rob a bank or the Spirit led me to... No, it needs to be in conjunction with the Word of God. I, I saw this movie. It's actually pretty tragic, <laughs> to be honest. I don't recommend it. But um, it, it was uh, about the rise and fall of this major uh, televangelist couple from the 80s. Uh, it's called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And there's really this moment where she and her, uh, and her husband, uh, the late Tammy Faye and Jim Baker, are actually arguing. And they're just arguing using this language. It sounds very spiritual. But he's saying, God told me this. And she's saying, well, God told me that it's completely contradictory to each other because it's not centered around the Word of God. So again, the leading of the Spirit of God needs to be in conjunction with the Word of God. That's how we show up to divine appointments. I wish we could have time to just open up the mic here and hear stories of where you have experienced that divine appointment where you, just like Jacob in that passage in Genesis, or Philip and the Ethiopian man here in this passage, where you can say, the Lord was in that place, and I didn't even know it. The Lord was in that hard memory, and I didn't even know it. The Lord was in that conversation or that challenge, and I didn't even know it. You know, I can think about many divine appointments in my life, and I actually was about to go through like five or six of them, but then I realized I'd keep us here to like one o'clock. But um, one divine appointment that I could think of um, was actually one that I experienced many years ago, probably 15 years ago or so. And to, in some degree, maybe similar to what the Apostle Philip and the Ethiopian man experienced. But it was the first time that I went to East Africa and this was uh, back in 2007. And uh, most of you know, yeah, Charlotte, my wife, she is from there. And this was before, you know, um, we uh, got married and all of that. I was actually going for uh, different mission um, experiences and service trips and ministry that I was involved in there. But as I was going there the first time, I met this guy. I sat next to him. His name was Jonathan. And we were on this airplane. I had no idea where he was from. We never met in my entire life. But we actually um, boarded a plane together from England, from London, all the way down to East Africa, to Uganda. And yeah, that's about a 10-hour flight. So we had a long time to talk. And we just talked and we caught up and uh, talked about faith. We even prayed at one point. And um, then he wasn't a believer. But I, as I was talking to him just about um, you know, who I am and what's taking me to this part of the world. Uh, he was just listening and, and couldn't really understand where that was coming from. But then I explained to him a bit about Jesus, the gospel, what that means, and what, how that's transformed my life. And then at the end of that conversation, I just thought, well, that was that. 
you know, I met a random guy here on the airplane. I'm probably never going to see him again. And then um, we even, as I was praying for him, I was praying, Lord, would you manifest, would you reveal yourself to Jonathan in the unique and wonderful way that only you can? And I kid you not, I stayed in, um, in that trip for about a month or two. Uh, I, it was for the summer of 2007. And about three weeks later, um, I had a divine appointment at this chapel, which was not a mega church or anything like that. It was just a standard, um, ordinary-sized church. And it was on a chapel on a Sunday. It was called St. Francis Chapel. And in the same church, in the same city, at the same time, Jonathan and I reunited. He happened to be in the exact same place at the exact same time. And as he saw me from a distance, we actually didn't really talk because it was during a service. He just saw me and I just kind of nodded and his eyes widened. He wasn't making sense of it, but I just nodded almost as if he was asking me, is, this, is it you? Are you the guy from the airplane? Yes. Yes, I am. And I don't know what that was about. But my prayer for him at the end of that airplane conversation was that God would continue to manifest himself, to give him just a taste of his goodness, of his presence in his life. And I hope and pray that God used that moment for that. You know, I think of many different examples of divine appointments. It could be across the ocean. I've heard all kinds of stories of of uh, people on mission who have experienced incredible and miraculous things right in front of them. But even here, across the street, I think of a, of, of a family that I've known that, uh, that has been a part of Imago, and the way that they connected here was just because of someone they encountered here on the corner of Linwood and Tulare Avenue, that they just happened to be walking in the same place at the same time, and they invited them to be a part of God's family here at Imago Church. So many different ways that divine appointments could take form in our lives. We witness to who God is with our lives, with our words, with our actions, and by the way that we are present in the lives of others. So again, this is the invitation from God to be present and see what God is doing. Being present is countercultural in our culture today. In a culture where we are constantly being distracted with one thing after another. Being divinely present like Philip was with the Ethiopian man, that is something that is deeply implanted and will impact the minds of those that we encounter, especially those that are far from God. The call from the Apostle Philip in this passage is to live divinely present. That's part of the call for us in 2022, to live divinely present. Maybe what that means for us is beginning with paying attention to other people, paying attention to hellos and goodbyes, Those seem like simple things, but they really take uh, a a connection with a person to another level. Or maybe it means for you at least once a day or once a week or whatever the Lord leads you to in it. 
to put your phone on silent occasionally. I know, I know you're really busy, I know you're super important, but once in a while we can do that. Put the phone on silent occasionally, be with the Lord. Maybe for some of us it, it means not compulsively checking social media, Facebook or Instagram for the latest like or endless newsfeed. You know, at one point, I got to uh, read an interview or watch an interview, I forgot what it was, but the guy who actually invented the endless scroll, he actually has left social media and he deeply regrets inventing that. The reason why is because it's like a drug. The way that it, it works is actually the endless scroll actually puts something called dopamine in our mind, which is thinking, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Where's the satisfaction? You know, an addiction counselor once shared this with me. He says, this is how addiction works. One is too much and a hundred is never enough. Actually, Elizabeth's an addiction counselor here, so she knows about that too. She counsels, teaches people through that. So that's what that same thing is. But what the invitation from God is to be divinely present to here and now. To see what God is up to here and now. Right in front of me. Right in front of you. With those around us. To live in freedom for us to be who we were created to be. It's a call to, to be who we were created to be. Again, not just freedom from bad things, but freedom to, to, be and, um, to, to be the men and women that God has shaped us to be. Freedom for life with God and life with others. That's the call that we were created for. Freedom from destruction in order to gain freedom for flourishing. That's God's call. And he frees us from self-destruction and frees us for flourishing, to be blessed in order to be a blessing to others. And you and I, we get to invite others into that freedom by passing on and sharing what God has done for us and how God can do the same for others. Again, we brought it up last week, but this, this week, once again, Begin to pray into your 10 people. My 10. 10 people that God has placed in your heart to invite, influence, and pray for to be a part of God's family. To take that next step with God and that next step with community here at Imago in 2022. So really, this is the call from God to let Him into every single aspect of our lives. That's what holiness means. Holiness is holistic in all of our ways. For those of us who follow Jesus, every aspect of my life, God wants in. And God wants to invite you into a divine appointment into those areas as well. From our thinking, to our actions, to our habits, to our character, the whole person. God is not just interested in redeeming our church selves or our religious selves or our Sunday's best, but He wants to transform and really redeem our whole lives. Not just Sunday, but Monday through Saturday. And not just us, but all people. It's oftentimes not the way that we 
look at it or think about it, though. Sometimes we think, well, I've done what God wants, so now I can do whatever I want. Yes, God, you can have that part of my life, but you can't have this part. We compartmentalize God, right? We just keep him in one room, and then the rest of our lives is in other rooms. Yes, God, you can have that, but you can't have my money. Yes, God, you can have that song, but you can't have my emotions and those turbulent emotions I've had for years. You can't have my anger. You can't have my time. Friends, brothers, sisters, when we think that way, that is not holistic transformation. God desires holistic transformation. Actually, that's where the word whole comes from. It comes from the word holy. God wants to do something new in you. You know, when we put God just in this space or that space, that's called compartmentalizing God. And when we do that, that's, that's not good. That's, that's an unhealthy sign in our spiritual lives. When we want to even over-spiritualize it, right, and want to use God to run from God or to just keep Him in one space in our lives. So really, freedom in Christ begins with God and freedom requires action. Action and openness. Just as Philip here in this passage, he showed up and he walked alongside the Ethiopian man. He helped him understand. The Ethiopian man in this story was also seeking God. He was also open to a divine appointment. He was reading the scriptures. He was reading the prophet Isaiah is what the passage says. And he was seeking a divine appointment. So friends, brothers, sisters, may we show up to our divine appointments. And showing up requires two things. It requires openness and action. It requires letting go of control and being open to God's grace. So that's my suggestion to us. May we move forward open to this divine appointment or these divine appointments and willing to step into action. You know, to show up to here and now, that is something extremely important. And just a quick word on time, how time works, right? Because sometimes people can, can uh, say, well, yes, I am going to be present to here and now, but that means I'm not going to regard anything from my past or anything from my future. I'm just doing what's in front of me. Well, yeah, but remember, we need to steward time. This is how time works, right? The past shapes the present, and the present shapes the future. So I cannot understand now without the past. And the future is based on the actions and choices of today. So again, all that begins with showing up to our divine appointment here and now. It will impact our past and shape our future as well. So to see holiness, to grow in Christ, to be more aware of the presence of God here and now, that's the invitation. It will require openness and action from each one of us. For some of us, it's going to be an openness to going back to basics or action of going back to ba basics. How to experience God here and now? 
Here are three very simple ways. One is through prayer. Because prayer is entering into the presence of God with thanksgiving and a call for help. Number two is through meditating on Scripture. In the Scripture, just like the Ethiopian man and Philip were here, in meditating on Scripture, we will be shaped by God's living Word. It's not just something you interpret, but a Word that interprets you and shapes you. Then finally, number three, through celebration. Fellowship in the church, which is a communal way of of, uh, praising, of praying together, of meditating on Scripture, where we gather, we build up, we send out. All of that is what is called the means of grace. So by prayer, through celebration, fellowship, and also through meditating on the Word, that will be a way that you can actually experience God here and now. That will shape you, that will prepare you for your divine appointments. So my prayer is this. Whether you are newer in your faith, taking those first steps in faith, or your next steps in faith, my hope and prayer is that in this word, in this time that we've reflected together on divine appointments, may this not cause you to be more burdened or more anxious, but instead may it give you a joyful peace. And may this be God's invitation to live a life of freedom, of contentment, of presence. May we rest in the Lord. And may we rest, not in our own abilities, but in God who promises that He will never let go of us. He will never leave you. And He will be with you in that divine appointment. Jesus offers to take you right now, right where you are, just as you are, just like he did in this passage to these two men who showed up to this appointment to see the presence of God and they didn't even know it. He offers to take you, Jesus offers to take you right now where you are, just as you are, and he is committed to remolding, to reshaping you into the person that you were created to be, into the man of God that you were created to be, into the woman of God that you were created to be, into the young person that you were created to be, to be a restored person, divinely present, to be a Jesus person that refuses to live in regret, to live in regret of the past, and also refuses to live in the fear of the future. But instead, may we be a restored people, a new creation, divinely present, made in God's image, and free to live here and now for God's purposes. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, would you meet us in this place? We are standing right now on holy ground, God. The Lord is in this place, and I did not even know it. Just as Jacob said, Lord God, that great father of faith who was not 
perfect in any means, Lord. He wrestled with you. He wrestled with his faith, God. And as your people, we continue to do the same, Lord. And we can make that same prayer just as Jacob did so many years ago, so many centuries ago. The Lord is in this place. And I did not even know it. So God, would you show up? Would you reveal yourself? Would you manifest yourself, O Lord, in the unique, wonderful, and only God kind of way that you can, Lord, in a way that we can't explain because you do it, Lord, because you've shown up. When we've thought all the roads were closed, Lord, you make a way. Lord, Holy Spirit, descend over us this morning. We are standing on holy ground. There are angels around, Lord. You are at work in ways that we see and in ways that we don't see, Lord. Help us, God, to invite you in to all areas of our lives, from our professional life, to our emotional life, to our relational life, to our faith, all of that, God. We're done compartmentalizing. We're done dividing it all up, but we want to give it all to you today, Lord. Do something new. Do something fresh. Lord, you are able and by the power of your spirit, just like you brought together this unlikely encounter between Philip and the Ethiopian man, God, you can do the same in our lives, Lord. Things that don't even seem to click, things that seem unlikely or unforeseen, you bring it together and you do something new, Lord. So God, would you continue to bring together all those divided parts of our lives internally, mentally, spiritually, externally, and bring it all together and do something new for your purposes, Lord. We love you and we give you all the praise. We surrender, Lord. This is a prayer of surrender. On behalf of all of our church family here, God, we surrender and we yield to you. Hear our prayer, O oh Lord, and help us to see you at work in the places and spaces that we didn't even know about, God. Do something new. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.